This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. So what's in store for the Vancouver real estate market this fall? I'm Martin Strong, and in a moment on Vancouver Consumer, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. We'll get his take on things. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. The president of the union representing WestJet cabin crew members says it's very disappointing that the airline allowed a politician to use the PA system on board a recent flight. They want an apology. QP Local 4070 president Alia Hussein says it's doubly disappointing that WestJet is now trying to assign blame to the cabin crew for letting him do it. This comes after a video went viral online showing conservative leader Pierre Poiliev standing up at the front of the plane and speaking into the intercom on a Sunday night flight headed from Quebec City to Calgary after a conservative party convention. An associate professor of management at Carleton University says it's critical for businesses to remain nonpartisan. Poiliev himself is accusing the union of trying to silence free speech. There are new calls for air filters and better ventilation in Canadian schools. Grassroot groups of parents across the country say they are worried about COVID-19, flu, and RSV spreading in classes as the respiratory virus season gets underway. They're also concerned about wildfire smoke. While the Ontario government has deployed over 100,000 HEPA units, many parents and teachers say the filters just haven't made it to the classrooms or they're not being used. A government watchdog agency in France has ordered Apple to withdraw the iPhone 12 from the French market. The 12 came out three years ago. It says the phone emits levels of electromagnetic radiation that are too high, something that Apple disputes. But the National Frequency Agency in France wants Apple to quickly fix the malfunction for phones already being used. And it says it will be monitoring corrective updates to the iPhone 12 and that Apple will have to recall the phones that have already been sold if those fixes don't work. Now, that's the iPhone 12 three years ago. And this past Tuesday, Apple unveiled the new lineup of iPhone 15s. These phones will boast better cameras, faster processors, a new charging system, and of course, a big price hike for the fanciest models anyway. The big unveiling at Apple's Cupertino, California headquarters came as the company tries to reverse a mild slump that has seen its sales drop from last year in three consecutive quarters, partly because iPhones just haven't been selling that well. The new iPhone 15 will show up in the stores next Friday and will also feature a USB-C charger that Apple had to adopt to comply with a mandate by European regulators to make the iPhone more compatible with other tech. And coming up this hour, I'll take a look at the new iPhone and all the new features that come with it. So stick around for that. Uh, And what's the most dangerous animal on earth? You think sharks, lions, humans? Well, humans are second, actually. But the animal that kills the most human beings every year, the lowly mosquito. 
Around a million people die because of diseases spread by mosquitoes, things like malaria, West Nile virus, yellow fever, and dengue fever. So this sounds promising. Scientists are now breeding a type of mosquito that could help stop the spread of dengue fever in more than a dozen countries. Scientists bred these mosquitoes to carry a bacteria called Wolbachia, which interrupts transmission of dengue fever. When the mosquitoes reproduce, they pass the bacteria onto their offspring, and that should reduce future outbreaks. And scientists estimate that around 400 million people across some 130 countries are infected every year with dengue fever, and many of them die. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Coming up, we're going to talk real estate. What are we going to see this fall as the reality of higher interest rates set in? We'll hear from John Carlson. You know him as Johnny SmartPoint, johnnysmartpoint.com. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong and the fall is traditionally a very busy time for real estate. The summer ends, people get back to work. But what about this year? We've now had more than a year to digest the higher interest rates, which are adding a lot to the cost of the already sky-high real estate here in the Lower Mainland. And according to the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, sales in August were up more than 21% from last year. But that's not saying much since last year was very slow. And in fact... Real estate sales in August of this year, 2023, in the Lower Mainland, were actually more than 13% lower than the 10-year seasonal average. And the board also says that higher interest rates, definitely a big cause of that. And they believe the market is on track for what they call a, quote, market stabilization. So what does that mean? What does that mean for you? If you're in the market, maybe you're thinking of selling a property, maybe upsizing, maybe downsizing, maybe, you know, trying to own your own first home. And with us now to help us with that question is our man on the ground in the trenches of the Vancouver real estate market, all the different areas of the lower mainland. And I mean all the different areas. Our friend John Carlson of 2% Realty. Realty, you know him as uh, Johnny SmartPoint. You can find him online at johnnysmartpoint.com. John Carlson is here. Hi, John. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I appreciate that introduction, Martin. Great. And it's, it is the fall. and Well, it's almost the fall, but it sure feels like the fall. Uh, it's very, very crispy outside. Very, it's, it's kind of a nice transitional time of year. And I guess it's a busy time of year for you. You know, it is. I, I, um, I actually love this time of year um, because in the summer, of course, I mean, things stay busy, but August tends to slow down a bit. A lot of people take their holidays. In fact, I took the second half of the month off until Labor Day as well. And, you know, actually during that time, I, I was working a bit and I had a couple offers go together. But in the, in the fall, like we're seeing now, and, and thank goodness the weather's so nice too, because that, that, helps, uh, that helps get back to work too. But I find that it's back to business attitude a little bit, Martin. You know, I, there's, there are people yeah. that I've been talking to for periods of time who said, you know, maybe not in the summer. We've got kids, they're out of school, we're going on holidays, we're doing this, we're doing that. But we still want to put our house on the market or we still want to look to buy a property this year. And if you think about it, Martin, what are we? We're middle of September now. 
we got about three good months before the middle of December. And at that time, the market typically slows down a bit. Real estate kind of falls off the radar, you know, a bit in terms of uh, people focusing more on Christmas and those kind of holidays. So it's really a back to work kind of feel. Uh, I'm, you know, back at my desk uh, doing evaluations, taking calls from people and helping those who are ready in the very near future prepare their houses for market. And um, as we talked about the last time I was on the program, and, uh, you know, I've actually, I'm going to have some really interesting, good new listings come up uh, very soon. And I've actually got a few right now that are, that are pretty interesting. But the overall feel, again, the sun is out, it's still bright, it's crisp, as you say, and it's almost like a new year uh, when the summer ends and the fall market starts. Because typically, statistically speaking, you've got a busy spring, you've got a little bit of a lull in parts of the summer, and then the fall market for September, October, November, right up to the middle of, De uh, middle of December. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, Martin, I am raring to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing is, whenever I talk to any of your clients, they always say uh, you, you don't really rush them. But looking at what's ahead, what's in store, um, it might be a good time if you are looking to sell a property uh, to get into the market sooner than later, hey? Well, I think there's a number of factors, you know, at play here that would suggest that could be true. And a number of times on this program over the last, what, six months or this year, we've talked about interest rates and the change. And, you know, this is not something that will be a surprise to the listeners. But um, when you take the interest rate, the cost of borrowing money, and it's increased fairly rapidly. I think it's the, the most rapid increase we've had. Now, we went from record lows, of course, now up to more typical or moderate levels. But still, when you take a change that drastic, that quick in the in the real estate market, it does make a change and it doesn't instantly hit. So if you can imagine, you know, a, a listener might be at home thinking of selling, but they've got a five year term and they've got two and a half years left on it. And they, you know, they've got a mortgage of 1.7% or something like that. They're not really under the gun and, and they, they've got some time to, to sort all these things out. But if you look at people with variable rate mortgages, some of them have seen their payments almost double. Um, you know, some of them will talk about what, you know, you can do if you're in that sort of situation. You don't have to sell. You may look at, talk to your bank and amortize over a longer period of time to keep your payments the same and that sort of thing. But what I'm getting at here is when you're looking at timing, uh, you know, it might be a good time to sell if, if you're sort of cashing out, uh, if you're downsizing financially, because all the indications would say now, even though we're at a stabilizing uh Kind of a, a market right now, as you mentioned, statistically, sales are fine, uh, listings are fine, prices haven't changed that much. I think as time rolls on and some of these fixed-term uh, mortgages start to start to get reach the their maturity date, that you know, and I'm talking to people like this who are saying, "Hey, John, you know, we might not be able to afford our own house again when it comes time to requalify for this mortgage." So, even though things are very stable. Uh, it seems that the you know some of the pressure is off in terms of the upward pressure price-wise because of these interest rate hikes. I think there could be a time coming, depending on what happens in the next six months or so uh, with interest rates, where we see more and more people deciding to sell their property out of financial necessity. So we're going to see how all that plays out. But back to your original question, timing-wise, here we are in September. We've got a good three months. It's typically a fresh start for a lot of people looking to get into the market. There are showings, there are buyers, you know, those sorts of things happening. So timing-wise, it depends on a, a, a person's personal situation and what they intend to do in the next 12 months. But 
if I were a seller looking to, um, you know, hit the market in the near future, I'd probably want to get it ready to take advantage of the full three months that we have in front of us before Christmas. Right, right. We're talking to John Carlson. Uh, you know him as Johnny SmartPoint. Uh, you can go to john at johnnysmartpoint.com. That's the email address, john at johnnysmartpoint.com, or go to johnnysmartpoint.com, which is the website. And uh, for people who are thinking that they'd like to um, even sort of uh, dip their toe into the market and see if maybe uh, in the future they uh, want to sell their property, maybe they're not exactly ready to do it yet. What's kind of the process for you? If somebody calls you up um, at 604-612-0080 and says, I have a property, we're going to sell it at some point. What are the first questions you ask? Well, uh, that's thanks for that question. And I, and I do receive these kind of calls. Um, people may call me and my first job is to kind of find out what they want from me. Um, so I will listen to what they have to say. Someone might call and say, Hey, John, you know, I'm not sure if this is the right time. Um, we will be making a move maybe in the next 12 months. Will it be now? Will it be later? I don't know, but I always think it's, you know, we, I, I say, do you want to have a quick conversation on the phone? Do you want me to give you general information or would you like to meet and talk through this? And if someone wants to meet and talk through it, we'll make an appointment, uh, for me to see them at their home, whether it be, you know, their, their condo, their detached house, townhome, all those sorts of things. And, uh, and I come with a little bit of information and I do a little bit of homework before I arrive. And then when I get to see the property and discuss things with, you know, these potential clients, um, I'm just an open book. I, you know, I tell them what I, what I know. I tell them what I think. I admit to them that I'm not the market and I don't decide, you know, where prices are going or where interest rates are going or what a buyer might pay. But again, I think a good real estate agent who's got a lot of experience is able to sit down with somebody and uh, not only, you know, maybe put a number on a property in terms of what it might sell for in today's market, but also maybe to flush out some of the you know, um, maybe the, the roadblocks to a sale or some of the things that might want to be solved before you get on the market or even flush out some of the potential thoughts that that haven't occurred yet to this to this potential client. So my job is to maybe meet with people, to sit down with them and to help walk through the process kind of on paper, if you will, a dry run and uh, and go through all of the questions that they might have. And then anything that might occur to me, I'm I'm happy to mention it again. Uh, I don't have any crystal ball and I don't have any magic answers to every question. However, oftentimes when I'm sitting down with someone who's contemplating the sale, I'm able to raise a couple of questions at least that maybe they haven't considered, whether it be timing. Uh, right now, one of the questions, you know, one of the things that people maybe aren't considering is if you want to sell and you're looking to buy another property, and this is one of the reasons I think it's probably good to be on the market now if this is your if this is your situation. Uh, for instance, I met a, a, a couple who are, are in a situation where the interest rate is kind of forcing their hand a bit. Uh, variable rate, they don't have a lot of options left. And if rates go up further, they're, they're going to be suffering a little bit like a lot of, you know, homeowners out there will be. And, you know, it occurred to me, okay, look, we need to we need to not only sell your home, but we need to make sure you're not living under a bridge somewhere. So let's, you know, explore both sides of these and let's stir both of these pots, if you will. Let's get ready on the sale end and let's, you know, explore the buyer's side. But timing wise, let's remember, this is one of the lower years or lowest years on record for available inventory. And again, the sales are actually down below the 10-year averages as well. So the low inventory is the one thing keeping things kind of balanced. But if you can imagine if if you were to sell your house in, say, 
you know, end of October and you want to move into a new home, your choices might be pretty limited in November, December, January. So you want to think about the entire process from A to Z, if you will, and, and make sure that you are aware of any challenges that might arise. Um, the other things you might want to think about might be, hey, we're going to sell and we're going to make a lateral move. Maybe you're moving town or whatever, different towns, that sort of thing. But you want to make sure you have a very good discussion with your lender if you have a significant mortgage, because it's not a guaranteed thing anymore that you can that you can qualify for the same amount that you did when you originally got your mortgage, if you know what I mean. So lots of little things that may come up in a conversation. But right now I'm meeting people. Some of them are saying, hey, I'm ready to go right now. And, and we're, we're doing that. Other people who are maybe not quite ready, but need to draw a roadmap and and think about things a little bit more thoroughly and, and make sure they're comfortable with the process. We might discuss things and just flush out all questions, have a good discussion. And then when I leave people with my business card and my information, I generally follow up with some emailed information, that sort of thing. At least they've got a lifeline. They've got somebody they can call when the next question comes up. And, uh, you know, in that way, I can help them be prepared for when the time comes. And oftentimes, you know, I'll meet with people, they'll say, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm ready. We have a nice conversation. And maybe a week or two later, they said, you know what, we've checked out with our bank, we've looked at our options, and we thought, let's be ready in the next week or two. Well, then I spring into action, and I help them get ready. Yeah, and I guess it's just another example of where preparation is so valuable. And if you have the luxury of time, you can be ready for anything that comes up. So uh, preparation uh, is the key. And that's uh, what you'll get if you talk to John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. And it's J-O-H-N-N-Y, uh, SmartPoint.com. And you can uh, see all his listings there. You can um, find out uh, all about uh, 2% commission, which could possibly save you uh, a little bit of dough in this situation. You can also send him an email at john at johnnysmartpoint.com and give him a call at 604-612-0080. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the, the commission structure, also about what a market stabilization could mean, because it could actually be good news because it's not just about, you know, the the price of homes, it's about, find, as John just said, finding another home that because you, you don't want to live under a bridge. And we'll talk all about that stuff with John Carlson, Johnny Smartpoint, when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Mark. And strong and on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon. We're talking real estate, what everybody loves to talk about at parties, the uh, the value, the, the crazy values of lower mainland real estate, and uh, are they on their way down? According to the uh, Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver, uh, they are prepared for what they call a market stabilization. Uh, that likely means, it uh, doesn't mean, you know, anything you know, a spectacular decrease in prices, but it's good to know what's going on. And that's why Johnny Smartpoint, our friend John Carlson is here. We're talking about, uh, about being prepared for all that the Vancouver real estate market has to offer as we enter 
a traditionally very busy season. And uh, as John was saying, it might be a good time if you're in, in the market to sell a property, it might be a good time to at least be prepared for what's coming up. And if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can get in touch with John. And John, you were mentioning sort of the process of getting people ready to sell their homes. And I think one thing that stops a lot of people from taking that first step of calling a realtor is that they're afraid that all of a sudden they're going to get called every other day uh, by by someone who just wants to sell that home and earn that commission. But uh, it's important to you that uh, that people aren't pressured and then they, they do pull the trigger at the right time. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, Martin, because... Um... You know, I just know from my own experience when I've, uh, you know, maybe bought a car or another significant purchase, uh, the last thing you want is somebody who's, you know, kind of um, pushing for the sale, if you will. And so, you know, I've been doing this, what, 27 years now, and I'm very well aware that I think the last thing anyone needs or wants when they're trying to figure out one of the most major decisions in their financial, you know, lives in terms of and personal lives, you know, do we sell? Do we move? Do we stay? The last thing anybody in that position wants is for somebody who, I don't know, uh, wants to, you know, twist their arm with sales techniques or because they're out there, Martin. I'm not, I'm not talking about my profession in general or specifically or anything like that. But, you know, there's always those, uh, those things like, well, uh, you want some information? Well, if you want this information before I give it to you, if I give it to you and you like it, would you list with me and all these things? And, man, that stuff is just so old and outdated. And, and that's the last thing anybody wants. So, uh, you know, I always remember that. And and I I'll also, I mean, maybe this is bragging a bit, Martin, but, you know, I'm a busy realtor and I don't really feel the need or desire to try to um, push for a sale uh, as much as, and, and this is what makes my life so easy too, Martin, because I'm busy. Uh, it, it's very easy because I, I want a relationship with these people and I want to give them everything I can in terms of advice and information and all that stuff so that when the time is right and they're happy and they want to go forward, it's a very nice, smooth relationship that we have. And and that really pays dividends throughout the whole process. So I'm really glad you brought that up because oftentimes, you know, from what I hear or from my own experience, if you call a, uh, you know, a, a professional salesperson, so to speak, into your home, um, there's that concern that, hey, you know, how are these people going to treat me? So um, I, I'm always very respectful when people invite me into their home because I understand a couple of things. Number one, it's not my house. It's not my life. And number two, it's not my money. So, uh, you know, I can give advice. I can, um, you know, provide information and my experience and right up to date. You know, when I meet people, I'll tell them uh, stories about what's happened recently within the last 30 days with some of the offers and sales. And there's a lot of good anecdotal evidence in there of what the market's doing. But I never... Um, you know, try to try to push things so that a sale happens sooner rather than later. I, I prefer to be uh, a lot more sort of organic, so to speak, be helpful. And I found over my career that that's uh, the best way to do business. So thanks for mm -hmm. bringing that up. Yeah. Well, I, I think when you're dealing with uh, a realtor, you want someone who's been in the business a long time and who's playing the long game. And I think that the, that's what uh, John Carlson is doing. JohnnySmartPoint.com, the website. Um, and we were talking earlier about the uh, real estate board of Greater Vancouver, uh, talking about uh, they're expecting a, quote, market stabilization. 
And in a way, that sort of sounds like a euphemism for prices falling. But I, I think in this market, where the prices are already so so strong and in some cases sky high, a market stabilization might be a good thing for both buyers and sellers. Would you say that's true? I think most homeowners out there, you know, are looking forward to a, a stable market uh, that they can fairly easily operate in, in terms of buying or selling. I mean, the, the sky high prices are, are one thing, but you know, on the one hand, as you say, a stabilization, if that's what we're seeing, and it seems to be, is a pretty good thing because, uh, you know, prior to this spring, we looked at what, nine or 10 consecutive months of market decline, sort of the hangover after the big, you know, real estate boom. And at, in the spring with interest rates going up, it wasn't clear what was going to happen. And, and quite frankly, it's surprising to me and to a lot of people that we actually had a little bit of a bump in the spring because, again low supply dictated that buyers had few choices and therefore the leverage situation on the parts of the buyers just wasn't there. Uh, you know, however, in my most recent transactions, I will say this, uh, you know, part of my job is to help my clients when they're selling a home, understand their leverage situation so they can, you know, they can operate properly. And again, I don't dictate anything. I don't, I don't have any control over what the market's doing. But I can tell you this, this is one bit of leverage that that, that buyers agents are using. And, and I quite frankly, uh, you know, would too, if when I'm working for my buyers is, is this, when, when you look at the mortgage payments now that people are making on some of these high prices, the numbers are getting, you know, pretty, pretty crazy on, on, on some of these. I just had a, an offer accepted on one of my properties in Langley just within the last couple of days. And this is a, a detached house. And the buyer's agent said, you know, John, we, we really like your, your seller's counteroffer. However, you know, even at the number we're at, we're looking at a mortgage payment of about $7,000 a month. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's not baloney. That's, that's real stuff. So even though we're in a market where, um, where things have stabilized, uh, I think we need to remember that you know, th that could change fairly quickly as more sellers find that they are having trouble affording homes. And let's face it, if you look at the at the true definition of what the market value of any property is, I mean, you can look it up. The market value of a property is the price that a qualified buyer is willing and able to pay an, in an arm's length transaction. That means you're not buying your mom's home or your brother's home. An arm's length transaction, what are you willing and able to pay? And sellers need to understand that they don't determine market value. Buyers do based on what they can pay and what they're willing to pay. And, and, and so there's two factors there. What they can pay has a lot to do with how much money they can borrow because most, most home, home buyers are, are borrowing a significant amount of money. But then there's also the willingness. Um, and if you start to see, if you're a buyer out there and you start to see more and more listings hitting and maybe the old ones aren't selling as quickly anymore and you're seeing more price reductions and the newest listings are coming out a little cheaper than the old listings and and maybe you do see one sale and it's like wow that one was a really good deal and these other ones well as a buyer you might not be as willing to just pop up and pay full price or close you're probably more inclined to be a little more conservative with your offers and that's what i'm seeing now so in opposition or in contrast i should say to the peak of the market where Buyers had no leverage and all they wanted to do was win the house, you know, while they could get it. You have to fight for your money a little bit more as a seller. Uh, so when you're on the market, you want to position properly. But I tell my, my, my clients now, look, when we get an offer, 
chances are it's not going to be a slam dunk. We're going to have to have a strategy. We're going to have to, you know, be able to defend our price through the negotiating process. And, uh, and you know, that doesn't bother me because, again, I'm a bit of an old school realtor. I've been doing this for a long time. And I think that the, the art of negotiation is something that's really come into uh, prominence again. And uh, a good agent who can help you negotiate and, and, and uh, hold your price and demonstrate the value of your price is going to be a very good ally for you in the market to come. Right. And that's John Carlson. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website to go to. And if you go there, you can uh, see all the, the listings that he has. I mean, talking about inventory uh, and, and all the listings you have, do, do you feel like the inventory is improving or is it still the same old struggle? Of finding places, it's, it's to buy. about to improve. I think it's improving as we speak. Um, uh, I think a lot of people held off over the summer um, or have waited to see kind of what happens with interest rates. And not just myself, but talking to other agents that I'm working with, you know, we're seeing listings hit, and I think we're going to have a good two or three months where there's going to be more selection, and I think there's going to be a little more supply. Uh, in terms of my personal listings, I do have on the next program, I'll have a few very interesting ones, good ones to, to mention. Uh, right now, boy, I, I have an interesting listing on Ferguson Avenue in Maple Ridge. And this is a three acre parcel. If you go to my website, this one's really, uh, this is just a stunner. Now, it's not right for everybody. No property is. But three acres in rural Maple Ridge, not too far from Wanick Lake. Uh, and this is what they call a Gothic arch style A-frame home. It's only about 1,200 square feet, including the loft, but you've got a little bedroom on the main floor. You've got a master bedroom up in the loft, and it's just, I mean, it's a piece of paradise. There's a little detached workshop for woodworking, uh, RV parking, uh, and it's it's like a park. It's absolute paradise. If you go to my listing, uh, my website, you'll see it's listed at $1,299, and uh, that one's only been on the market about a week, a little bit more, and uh, it's still available, but we're getting really good action on it, so so that's encouraging. If, if you want something completely unique, and you want to be out in the country, and just feel like, uh, you, you know, take a, take a look at the pictures and the tour of this property. It's really something. Uh, I've also got another interesting one, uh, if we have time, Martin. Uh, yeah, and this is a house on 107th in Guildford area. And it's a great big lot. And it's an old house that, you know, you could tear down or you could renovate. It's original. Well, maybe not original owners, but same owner since 1976. And it's just, you know, due to age of the owner, um, it, it, it could use some renovation and repair. Um, but here's the interesting thing. Right next door, across the street, on the other side, are uh, some high-end executive newer homes. And so this is a, a great big 9,000-square-foot um, lot, approximately, where you could build a fantastic home. The list price is $1,399,000, um, and that's something if you, know, you want to be in that particular area and you have plans to build a house, um, wow, that would be a good one to look at. Lastly, I'll be super quick. I had an open house scheduled this weekend, but apparently... My seller is not well, so we have to cancel it. But I've got a rancher townhome in Maple Ridge. It's in Brandywine Estates. It's six forty nine nine. It's got a you know separate uh, enclosed garage with a driveway out front. It's a uh, just under eleven hundred square feet, two bedrooms, all on one level. Nobody above, nobody below. It's an age restricted fifty five and over development, and that's that's another one. So if I'm going to be promoting my listings, there's a few that are, are worth talking about. Very cool. And if you like to peruse real estate, go to johnnysmartpoint.com and click on the listings and you can see all of those properties. Uh, the place in Maple Ridge, you can see the photos. It's a very cool art style 
uh, structure. Very, very cool. Uh, well, John, uh, great to talk to you and, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and, uh, good luck in the fall and, uh, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that. John Carlson from uh, 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. Go to johnnysmartpoint.com. You can also give him a call, 604-612-0080. The email is john at johnnysmartpoint.com. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, Apple unveiled its new iPhone 15 last Tuesday, and they're hoping some big changes to the phone will make us all want to upgrade. I'll tell you what those changes are and whether or not they're worth it when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and they say that in San Francisco, summer actually starts in September. And another reason you can tell it's September in San Francisco is because it's when Apple Computers stages its annual product launch from its head offices in Cupertino, which is just about an hour away from downtown San Francisco. This year, it was all about the iPhone 15, along with the new Series 9 Apple Watch. All four of these new iPhone models and the new Apple Watch started pre-ordering yesterday. They'll be available in stores next Friday. That's September 22nd. The keynote presentation, which was called Wonderlust, this year was held on Apple's campus At the Steve Jobs Theater, the event has become kind of a tradition every year on the techie calendar ever since the debut of the original iPhone back in 2007. It's really amazing because I think as history goes on, that year 2007 will be such an important date. You know, everything before the iPhone and everything after the iPhone. Hopefully we won't be talking about it in our post-apocalyptic bunkers. Anyway, back to the announcement of the new iPhone 15. They're not getting any cheaper. Here in Canada, the base model iPhone 15 will cost $1,129 Canadian. That's about 30 bucks more than last year's model. The iPhone 15 Pro will set you back $1,449. And at the top of the heap, the 15 Pro Max iPhone will start at a, an impressive $1,749. The Pro Max iPhone 15 is actually 200 bucks more than last year's Pro model. Apple is looking to pull out of a bit of a sales slump, and it's counting on some big changes to these new phones to get people to upgrade. All the different phones will get a performance boost. The Pro phones will get the new A17 chip, while the lower-end models upgrade to last year's Pro processors. The Pro models will also be a lot lighter. Apple is moving from a stainless steel frame to one made from titanium. That's on the Pro models. The phones also include a new chip that the company says will improve location tracking in the Find My app. And there's a new roadside assistance feature that relies on satellite service. And this is a big one. The iPhone 15 models are the first iPhones to feature a USB-C connector, replacing the lightning port that they've been using since 2012. Apple has been facing a lot of pressure from the European Union to make their chargers more compatible with other technology, especially the Android phone. But arguably, the biggest change to the new iPhone 15 is about the camera. With the iPhone 15 and 15 Plus, Apple is increasing the 12 megapixel main lens 
to 48 megapixels. Apple says it will mean ultra high resolution and a new level of detail and color in all of those photos of your dog. As I say, you'll see the new iPhone 15 in stores this coming Friday. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. And coming up, Move Over NHL. The new professional women's hockey league is coming and they have a brand new high profile partner. I've got that story along with all the other consumer news of the week when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.